It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. And I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. Welcome to another edition of I'm Chris the Don One Podcast, episode 139. How y'all living? I'm living swell. Got a jam-packed show. Let's just get right into it, shall we? First thing we want to talk about is Brian Roosh. Christopher Mad Dog Roosh, though. Excuse me. You guys know I butcher names on a constant basis. Christopher Mad Dog Roosh, so and uh, Dominique Foxworthy. Uh, These guys are on first take. Uh, Basically, they had a back and forth a couple of days ago about today's players. Talk about, they was talking about the Kevin Durant situation. Christopher Mad Dog Russo was coming from the side of and the standard and the stand and standing on his soapbox of, you know, Kevin Durant signed a contract. He should honor his contract. You know, that's what contracts are for. The organization hold, they hold up their end of the bargain. So Kevin Durant should hold up his. Uh, He hasn't even started his four-year contract. And already he's talking about wanting to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. I'm getting sick and tired and tired and sick of these today athletes just getting everything and everything that they want. And you got Dominique Foxworth saying, look, that's uh, that's the situation in professional sports. Uh, you know, just because you sign a contract doesn't mean you don't have leverage. It doesn't mean you, do, you, you don't have uh, bargaining. It doesn't mean you can't get out of a situation to go into another situation. Okay. And um, he also, uh, Christopher Mad Dog uh, Russo used the analogy of, well, I signed a contract with ESPN. I can't sign a contract with ESPN. And then Fox Sports 1 come a week later saying, hey, wanna, you want to play with us? Okay, we got a contract for you. I got to honor my contract at ESPN before I can continue uh, starting a new job at Fox Sports 1. And... Jeff, I mean, Dominic Foxworthy. I don't know why I want to call him Jeff Foxworthy. That's the comedian. But Dominic Foxworthy uh, just chomped at me. He, he cooked Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, if we break this down, he's he's old school, okay? He's, uh, he's in the 50s, 60s, 70s era. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure his favorite team was the New York Knicks. He's a New York type of guy. Uh, Favorite player was probably Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan had his heyday. And uh, but when you look at uh, Dominique, uh, he's more for the modern, the modern player. Uh, Dominique has elevated and um, got out. I'm pretty sure he had stance and situations like. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, but the difference is he elevated and he uh, got with the times. He he wasn't stuck in the past. He wasn't stuck on the old man stuck on my uh, the old man at, on his yard talking about get off telling the kids get off his yard. Okay, um, here's the perfect analogy with this Kevin Durant situation. And this applies to all facets of life, all job. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're talking about professional sports, 
talking about the office. You're talking about a fast food restaurant. Yes, there are employees. But the best of the best knows. They don't have to be told. (laughs) They know that they can bargain out of situations. They don't necessarily... Uh, have to fall in line with the other employees because they're more valuable than the other employees, than the other employees. Um, They know that they bring much, much more than just a regular employee. They know they do much, much more than your typical average employee. Um, there's no such thing as being fair in life. Uh, fair is a place where they judge pigs. I f- if, if and people, uh, it doesn't matter if you're old, young, or whatever. People have a hard time understanding and figuring out that uh, th- th- there's people that can that don't have to fall in the same line as you because they're bringing something else to the table. They know that they're more valuable than the average uh, employee. And normally people that, uh, that understands that don't need, it doesn't necessarily have to be told nor discussed, but there are employees that will look at this very, have a, have will be envious of it, will be upset of it. But there's two things you can do. There's literally two things you can do. You can up 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 your standard to where you can go back to the negotiation table and go, wait a minute. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm bringing more to this corporation or to this company just as more as he or she, so I should be able to uh, bargain and maneuver. I don't have to fall in line like the rest of the employees or you just quit. You quit and you find something else. Kevin Durant, and this does not apply to all NBA stars, not all stars have this capability that Kevin Durant finds himself in. I feel like it's a small select few that can orchestrate, I mean, that has this type of leverage. Obviously, Kevin Durant, Giannis, um, give me, uh, I feel like uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis, uh, Luka Donjits, Luka Donjits, uh, Steph Curry. If you want to grandfather LeBron James in, they have this type of leverage where they're not the regular uh, employee. And like I said, not all superstars get this type of leverage, get this type of bargaining chip. But the select few do. So, yes, is it wrong for Kevin Durant uh, to request a trade 
and he hasn't even uh, finished one tenth of his extension. I mean, uh, his contract, his new contract, don't start until beginning of this calendar basketball season. Is it morally wrong? Is it just wrong in general? Is it emotionally wrong? No matter how y'all want to label it, I'm pretty sure there's people that are upset. <clears throat> there are fans of basketball that view this, uh, that is kind of upset about this. I feel like there are uh, Brooklyn Net fans who are upset about this. I feel like uh, the people that buy tickets to to the arena season tickets they should be upset about this i feel like the front office should be upset about this i feel like there are certain players in the league i mean uh players uh for the brooklyn nets should be upset about this but at the end of the day if you have leverage and you can bargain your way out of a situation you can hate it all you want. You can despise it all you want. But it, it's been like this since the beginning of time. There are certain people that can flex their, that can flex and maneuver themselves out of situations if they uh, if they choose to. There are some. There are certain people in our history. There are certain people in industries. There are surgeons, doctors, lawyers who can um, orchestrate moves like this because they are the best of the best. So it doesn't matter how you feel. You gotta pull your emotions to a side. Like, and again, if you're a ticket, if you're a season ticket holder of the Brooklyn Nets, you have every right to be upset about this if you are a player of the Brooklyn Nets you have every right to be upset about this the coaching staff the front office you can, you have a right to be upset about this and I even take it to the fans even fans of basketball you, you, you have a right to be upset about this but to but but to do like Christopher Maddar Russo and to take it to the airways and try to shame him and to say this is morally uneth unethically wrong is complete lunacy. And it happens in every part of life. The most, the prettiest girl can get in the club for free. The prettiest girl don't necessarily have to buy her own lunch or dinner. The prettiest girl can pick and choose who they want to date. The average and the ugly girl don't get those privileges. Membership has its privileges. It's a small select group. Only the select few have, have this type of maneuvering. The average girl understands that. 
The most unattractive girl understands that. It's just the part of human nature. It's, it's part of how we've been doing it since the beginning of time. And people just simply need to relax. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be bitter. I mean, it's okay to be mad. But it's another thing entirely to name call. It's another thing entirely to shame it. You know, everyone has a right to their opinion, including Kevin Durant. Now, where he's going to go is a different story. Been following me on YouTube, on my podcast. I've been illustrating and telling you guys. I think this is much. I think this goes much more deeper than Kevin Durant wanting to walk away from the Brooklyn Nets. I feel like this is much more so than a power move, a power flex to do either one of two things: uh, give Kyrie Irving a contract. Uh, extension which we're going to talk about a little bit later or to move and ship Kyrie Irving out of the Brooklyn Nets because he seen and had enough of it I'm going to give you guys a timeline Kyrie Irving wanted a long term max contract the Brooklyn Nets organization was unwilling to do that due to their recent history with Kyrie Irving and just take a sidestep, Kyrie Irving didn't want to play because of the vaccine mandate. And it was a hard pill to swallow. And the Brooklyn Nets said, well, just stay home. But they had to get the blessing from Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said, yeah, sure, do that. Middle of the season when the Brooklyn Nets were free-falling out of their position and possibly unable to make the playoffs, they had no choice but to play ball with Kyrie Irving. He played some away games, no home games because of the vaccine mandate. Left a lot of players confused. Some players were ticked off about it. James Harden wanted to get out of that situation. And now he's in Philly. And you see what James Harden is doing for the Philadelphia organization? He opted out of his contract so that organization can free up enough money to add more pieces like P.J. P.J. Brown to the Philadelphia 76ers. So he's doing the Philadelphia 76ers a favor, a solid, to make the team better. And then he signed a two-year contract. James Harden had enough of Kyrie Irving. He wanted out of there bad in the worst way. Season over with, Kyrie Irving's talking, talking about him, Kevin Durant, uh, Sean Marks, uh, the Brooklyn Nets organization, they're all going to huddle up and get together on moving forward with the organization and the team moving forward. Sean Marks was not impressed. 
the organization was not impressed. And I don't think Kevin Durant was impressed because Kevin Durant never co-signed to Kyrie Irving's comments. Then the offseason comes. Sean Marks said in the offseason in a press conference that they don't want I guys, they want we guys moving forward. And then you started hearing the speculation of them not giving Kyrie Irving an extension or, or a, well, a max contract. Then you started hearing the rumors that, well, I'm going to leave. Kyrie Irving said, well, I'm going to leave. You're not going to give me a max contract. I'm going to leave. The Brooklyn Nets didn't even bat an eye. They said, okay, go. Just leave. Test the open market. Even Sean Marks were, was throwing out inklings to the press world and to Kyrie Irving like, I don't think you realize how cold this market is. He got a little taste of it. Found out there was no teams willing to, sign, to do a signing trade with Brooklyn that was going to where Brooklyn would give Kyrie Irving the max contract and then trade him to another team. A, because the contending teams didn't have the money. And B, the non-contending teams were not even interested in Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving isn't enough to get you over the hump. Kyrie Irving isn't enough to sell tickets, to put butts in seats. And the best of, the, the best ability Kyrie Irving could demonstrate to his next team is availability. And Kyrie Irving has not been available for the Brooklyn Nets the Boston Celtics, or the Cleveland Cavaliers. From his injury history, as well as his sabbatical injury. That vaccine mandate did not help his cause anymore. The market was cold. No one wanted Kyrie Irving. The the Brooklyn Nets, who was not going to do a signing trade to help Kyrie Irving get his money. Kyrie Irving will have to go out into the open market, find someone that was willing to give him max money. No, there was no takers. The only money Kyrie Irving could gotten was a one-year contract with the Los Angeles Lakers worth $6 million. So wait a minute. You're going to give up $30 million for six. That's hustling backwards, folks. That is hustling backwards. How are you going to explain that? You left the Brooklyn Nets. A $30 million contract. Max money. And you're going to sign a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's worth $6 million. Pennies on a dollar. Kyrie Irving said, you know what? I see what y'all talking about. I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to opt in to my final year with the Brooklyn Nets, making 30 plus million for the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets organization, as well as Sean Marks, was shocked. Whoa. They said, quote, they were not expecting Kyrie Irving to opt in to his contract. Kyrie Irving came out with this press statement saying, yes, I opted in, but that don't necessarily mean 
I'm full. I, I'm I'm going to be with the Brooklyn Nets this basketball season. Even when he opted in, you kept hearing the speculations and the reports that the that LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers wanted Kyrie Irving. The possibilities that the the Lakers can give Brooklyn, that Brooklyn can give the Lakers. You know what the sticking point was? It wasn't even Russell Westbrook. They was willing. They they didn't want to. But if it if if we have to get Russell Westbrook, we want both of them draft picks, and you're gonna one or both of them draft picks, and you're gonna have to take one of our contracts, Joe Harris, that we don't want that we signed for two years. The Lakers say, "Well, wait a minute, we're giving up too much for Kyrie Irving." And we're trying to get out of one bad contract that has one year remaining with Russell Westbrook. And in return, we're getting Joe Harris that has two years remaining. We'll be right back in the same driver's seat we was two years ago with Russell Westbrook. What was last year with Russell Westbrook? When Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers, he had two years remaining. Remember how everyone was saying, oh, that's an easy contract to flip. You know, look at all that money that teams will be having at the end of that contract. There was no takers for Russell Westbrook. The Los Angeles Lakers are desperately seeking suits and trying to find a trade partner to get rid of Russell Westbrook off their hands. That was a bad decision, a bad financial decision, a bad basketball decision. But they had to keep LeBron happy. Now, you know, depending on who you talk to, People that are for LeBron James saying, well, that's the front office. That was their choice that they wanted Russell Westbrook. You listen to the, what the front office said. No, 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 no. Don't throw this crap on us. Hoping for it to stick. That was LeBron James' ideal. We had other ideals. Like keeping Alex Caruso. Trading for Buddy Hill with the leftover talent that they had for Buddy Hill. And possibly in free agency. That's what we were trying to do. LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. Even though if you checked out my YouTube channels as well as this podcast, I told you guys that wasn't going to work. Even when there were rumors out there indicating that the Lakers were interested in Russell Westbrook. I said, no, they shouldn't do it. But they did it anyway. Oops, they did it again. Now, and the minute Russell Westbrook opted, I mean, Kyrie Irving opted in to his contract, you kept hearing growing reports that Kevin Durant wants out. And and he had a list of two teams, the Heat and the Phoenix Suns. So you have to ask yourself, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Does Kevin Durant want to leave the Brooklyn Nets because they're stuck with Kyrie Irving? Or they want to, well, he wants to leave the Brooklyn Nets because they wouldn't give Kyrie Irving a max contract. Because if it was the latter, he he is leaving the Brooklyn Nets because 
they wouldn't give him a max contract, then remember what we said earlier in this podcast? Remember? People kept people like Kevin Durant are special once in a lifetime generations. So they have the leverage and maneuver what well, leverage to orchestrate wherever they want for uh, in the corporation. Kevin Durant is high on the totem pole. You mean to tell me Kevin Durant? The few people that has that bargaining power couldn't get, couldn't break the Brooklyn Nets organization to just sign Kyrie Irving to a max contract. Are you telling me that? If you believe in that, then Kevin Durant isn't one of those guys. He's not that guy. He can't simply just walk into the office and demand them to to give Kyrie Irving a max contract or he's walking or he's going to do a trade. He could have said that in the on the eve of Kyrie Irving getting his money. Why is all this after the fact? Ask yourself that. Why is all the energy and all the moves of Kevin Durant is after the fact? You mean to tell me Kevin Durant did not know that Kyrie Irving was it was Kyrie Irving was having a hard time with his money? They're supposed to be good friends, right? You mean to tell me uh, Kevin Durant, who has the bargaining power and the power and the flexibility to make an organization make moves where the organization is going to ask him first? Like the like when they couldn't like earlier in the season last year when they said no we got to put our feet down we can't let Kyrie Irving just be a part time player and Kevin Durant co signed that so what what happened all of a sudden the organization stopped talking to Kevin Durant Kevin Durant stopped talking to the organization and he didn't get that memo they were unable to give him that memo you mean to tell me. The guy that has all the leverage, all the negotiation power, couldn't orchestrate a move, couldn't go into the offices of Sean Marks and say, hey, look here, before this gets messy, either you give Kyrie Irving a max contract or just trade me. You mean to tell me why is all of this is happening after the fact? I'm telling you, folks, there's more to this than meets the eye. Now, this is just a hunch. Just a hunch. I feel like Kevin Durant had enough of Kyrie Irving. Enough of Kyrie Irving's bull jive. All the, the, all the sabbaticals. All of when you do come on court. I mean, when you do come on court, you're really not helping me. I think Kevin Durant started sitting back and thinking, is Kyrie Irving that important to the Brooklyn Nets? What can Kyrie Irving do better than I? Y'all seem to to forget. Last year, when it was just only Kevin Durant 
versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Did y'all realize that Kevin Durant almost got the Brooklyn Nets to the finals if he didn't have his toenail on the line? If that toenail was seven inches back, Kevin Durant will be in the finals. With, with a James Harden, with a half James Harden, and you may get Kyrie Irving in the final two games if it went to a game six or seven. People seem to forget about that. Kevin Durant almost got this team to the promised land, to the NBA finals, okay? By his damn self, with a half, with a half, uh, James Harden because he was injured. Kyrie Irving already went down. He wasn't. He was going to be unavailable for that series. And if he would have had his toenail five inches off of the line, they would be in the finals. You don't think Kevin Durant knows that? I'm telling you guys, there's more to this than meets the eye. I don't think Kevin Durant's down with the Russell Westbrook trade. I think that was all smoke and mirrors. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets were not interested (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination by Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers and they getting Russell Westbrook a couple of draft picks. Even if it means that they're going to pass off Joe Harris to the Lakers, that's still not a good deal. Uh, if you want to see if if you think uh, Russell West, I mean, Ky- I mean Kevin Durant's mad now, he would have been extremely teed off, pissed to the max, bad if uh, they would have orchestrated a move like that where Russell Westbrook's coming to Brooklyn Nets. I'm telling you, people, there's more to this than meets the eye. I, I have, all, I, but like I said, both I expect fully and conditionally that both of these guys will be with Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Kyrie Ir- uh, Kevin Durant knows he's going to get a highly motivated Kyrie Irving that, uh, which I coined the phrase, he's the Antonio Brown of the NBA. You're going to get Kyrie Irving at his best behavior, at his best performance. He's going to be playing for a contract for max money that's the perfect way to have him set up. You're going to have a healthy Ben Simmons. And you're going to have a, a, a Seth Curry. Not Steph, but Seth Curry. As well as the uh, free agents that you brought in this year. Uh, I think the Brooklyn Nets has what it takes to be the favorites of the East. I think they have a lot more than what Milwaukee has. I think... They have, they can compete with the Boston Celtics. I think they're, you know, people say that they're the fifth best team. I think they're the third best team. I think they done stepped over the Miami Heat. But yeah, that's, I I just think of it that way. I just don't see it or fitting any other way. But tell me what you think, all right? 
Uh, we're going to move on to the next co- uh, next topic. But before we move on to the next topic, I got a, I got a commercial break as well as some info. All right. Hello, beautiful people. It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. Just letting you guys know, get familiar and subscribe to a lot of my channels. Uh, I have Chris, I'm Chris Down One on YouTube. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, as well as Just My Opinion Podcast. That's also on YouTube. Go check out that channel as well. Rate, comment, subscribe, subscribe, and enjoy. You will not be disappointed. I also have another podcast on the Anchor app, iTunes podcast, anywhere where you get your podcast indulgement from. It's the Messy Media You podcast. Go check out that podcast. That's a, a comedic podcast. It's doing some great numbers over there. So I just want to let you guys know, rate, comment, subscribe on all the social media platforms. I'm Chris Down One on IG, as well as Twitter, Facebook, the whole enchilada, MySpace. I'm just kidding about MySpace, but get familiar uh, and, and add my other platforms. Thank you very much. Okay, so July is the hottest month of the season. Uh, July, uh, I say in August, you get a combination of it still being hot. uh, And the other half of that month is somewhat somewhat tolerable uh, temperature wise. And then you start feeling the fall and the uh, other previous months. But man i'm gonna tell y'all something it just seems like to me the hotter it gets the more skimpier the outfits come when it comes to you females out there have no issue with the dime pieces out there that want to wear less and less clothes okay have nothing against the playboy bunnies out there have nothing against anybody out there i don't don't care how you categorize yourself okay but i I just have one request okay uh i know y'all do it for attention because when you walk by particularly when there's a group of men around the first thing you want to do is look at yourself in the reflections of the mirrors or the door anything that has a reflection and you look into that reflection trying to see who is watching you okay uh i have no issues with that as well but one of my homeboys you know he was just sitting out cool and chilling it was a uh a woman i wouldn't say she was fine but she was she was she was all right she had some real skimpy shorts on she walked by him she took like i say five or six steps and you can tell that she was look, trying to look back to see if he was you know, if he was looking at her or not. Obviously, he was looking at her, and she had a caring moment talking about what you looking at, real loud. Uh, you know, I've seen this on social media, particularly with the girl at the gym, um, taking off her top and checking to see if anybody was watching her, and she noticed that there was a trainer. 
uh, he said that he was looking because he was wondering what else she, she was going to do. Uh, and then she tried to make something out of nothing. I feel like this woman was trying to make something out of Hey, look here, look. Have nothing against women wearing skimpy clothes. If you want to wear skimpy clothes, tight clothes, loose-fitting clothes, hey, do that at your leisure. But, I, hey, look, you, you have to, to, personally for me, you have to accept the good and the bad with your uh, consequences. With uh, every decision that you make has consequences and repercussions. All right. Now I'm not endorsing any man to harass you. I'm not saying it's cool for a a guy to touch you or grab you or assault you. I'm not saying that. Okay. Uh, you know, if any guy's doing that or if any woman's doing that, they need to be held and be uh, and the full power of the law should be implemented to that individual. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is you know, you have the right to wear whatever you want to wear, but a man and a woman has the right to their opinion and uh to their glance. Now I feel like you should give up, you know, I feel like 3 seconds or less uh, that's just a modest look. Anything beyond three seconds, like if you just in awe, I mean, if you're just standing there just looking at them, okay, in a thirsting motion pattern, got your mouth open, okay, uh, and you're just constantly, I mean, you're not even, wa- you're, you're not watching, you're lurking, all right? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you're doing too much. I feel like, uh, at that point, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're doing, you're doing the most. And, uh, if a woman wants to turn around and, and um, I don't know if a woman wants to uh, turn around and comment at you, what you're looking at and this, that, and the third, that's fine. But anything that's three seconds or less, I feel like that's cool. I feel like that's modest, you know, and this may not be popular for all women out there. I know there's going to be some women out there. That's going to say, ah, you know, I think you're promoting uh, some bad behavior from a lot of men and women out there. I- I'm just saying, you know, three seconds or less, I feel like that's the appropriate measure when you're Googling and auditing a scantily clad woman. You know, that's just my opinion on it. That's my two cents on it. Uh, guys, I really do appreciate you guys checking out my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Can you do me a favor? Can you do me a solid rate this, uh, rate this podcast, give it a five-star rating if, if you want to also comment, share this with your friends, family, and followers. It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. And I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. I'm up out of here. I will see you guys next week probably on hump day Wednesday. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces.